You ready? Yep. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And boom, bada boom, bada boom. Episode 35. Yes. 35. That's going to be the age that I find the man of my dreams. Oh, why wait? Why wait? Yeah, why wait? I'm not waiting. It's just when I'll be ready. Oh. I'll not find mm, find the man. Maybe not find the man. I'll be with a the man. Then I think. That's the age I'm gonna settle. Right. So didn't you and I have an agreement? Nah, checking we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had an agreement with a couple of people, but I can't remember who they are. I don't think it was me. Did you ever make those I mean, things up? Um no. No, I always Never. thought I'd no, I always thought I'd I've met somebody and been married by now, but hey, fuck oh, that. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I was having this conversation recently, especially because, like, straight people and gay people are different. And, like, you know, um, a lot of people are getting married and, like, having their kids and stuff. And I'm not even close to that. Like, I don't yeah, even have ta- saving. We've talked about that on here, haven't we? Oh, yeah, I guess it's coming up a lot now because a lot of people are going to weddings as it gets to the summertime and stuff, which is mad cray. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. No. I thought I'd be married and probably a couple of kids adopted by now. At 32? 33. Yeah. No. I never thought that anyway. Like, yeah, I remember even when I was younger, I didn't have it in my mind. I know times have changed now since like the past 20 years or whatever, but I didn't have it in my mind that I would have a family and stuff by this age. I I thought 35 upwards was the age that I wanted to start having like children and things like that. When I thought I wanted children, but I'm not so sure. Well, could you imagine if I had like never broken up with my first partner he was with for five years that would be five years ago coming six years ago like we would no. definitely have, yeah that'll be six years in july the 13th like, how many you're counting the days boy i hope you're watching this <laughs> 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 <That's> six, <laughs> six years four hours three yeah. minutes and 16 seconds <laughs> at 10 05 <laughs> but no I'm over it I promise you I promise you I'm over it <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely not over it too soon it's too soon to make these sort of jokes it's too soon <laughs> it's only been six years <laughs> um, yeah man it's crazy six years not mad wow, that is that's crazy that is six years man you were so young and I was 28 oh wow yeah yeah but yeah, I guess so. By like, if you're with someone for eleven years, then I guess you'd kind of hope that. Are you set on like being married and stuff? Am I set on it? Yeah, like, do you want to be married? Um, I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a yearning to get married, but if I meet the right person, then I'll get married. Fair enough. I won't, I won't just, I won't just marry somebody for the sake of getting married. No, no, I just mean like for me, like if. My partner was like, well, for me personally, marriage doesn't bother me. The only reason I'll get married is if the other person felt so strongly. That's the only reason. But I'm actually against it, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think if somebody is able to tolerate me for the rest of their lives, then I'd definitely say, yeah, let's get married. No, I'd wanna, I want to be with someone for the rest of my life. And I want to 
build a family potentially I, i'm still up and down with children at this point in time but actually have like you know things together and spend our lives and be like life partners it's actually just the act of marriage that i'm a bit like well i find it to be one of the most selfish most self-aggrandizing things in the world um and it's it's i find it especially with like old traditional church weddings where like the woman gets all like dressed up and they spend 30 grand on it some like one of the most ridiculous things ever like yeah it's the most well, not i can't think of the word it's not selfish it's the most self-absorbed thing you can possibly do to spend so much money on one day and on like one outfit and all this stuff i think it's just awful what I'd rather do is, if I was going to get married, get married, have a small ceremony, have a big party where no one would have to pay for drinks, and then use the money that I would have spent on a 30, 40 grand wedding, going away and traveling for six months with each other. That way we can show people and celebrate our love by spending that time with each other. On us, not everyone else. Totally agree. The only thing I would spend money on would be the rings, because they keep that's what you keep. I like jewelry, and I like shiny things. So I agree. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you get to keep them. It's not like on these fucking flowers and shit. Like, no. Mm. Well, there we go. 35. <laughs> um, tell us about your week. Uh, week was pretty good, um, I think. What was last week? Last week was long. Remember, actually, you you messaged, you posted on Instagram, but now it's long, and I was like, fuck me. Last week was long. Um, I don't know why it was a long week yeah for the past two weeks I guess because we haven't really spoken in two weeks actually is um, I've been quite busy I've had like been like trying to keep an active social life and have like dinner and stuff and things like that and meeting people and then like rugby and all that sort of stuff so it's been quite busy in that respect so we just had the bank holiday weekend and that was pretty restful I didn't really get drunk Um, yeah it was pretty nice overall but no, no events nothing nothing noteworthy I would say just just dates and stuff yeah how about you the same really like the last week was so long i think it really pissed me off is um for the last two three weeks we've had really horrible rain but it seems to be really really nice when i'm in the office <laughs> and as soon as i step aside it pours down of rain so both weekends have just been wet and miserable and again today we're back at work and the sun's out and we're like i'm, like, I'm just do you know and you can't even moan to anyone so you just get angry, and I'm so angry that I'm just, I get, I'm, just I'm just so mad. You're so angry. I, I get angry. You can't I just, control it. You can't get angry. I know, but well, like I do. I just, I can't stand that I don't get to enjoy the sunshine. Oh, that's a shame. It's really nice here. It was really sunny on Saturday and Sunday. Well, great. I mean, just so you know, the weather was really good here. <laughs> just, oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna beat somebody up now. I'm gonna go and yeah. just find a four-year-old to punch. No, yeah, it's pretty good. I've been. Um, I had, do you know what I did do that? I had like, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, go. I had. I, I don't know why. I think I didn't have any plans. So I'd booked like basically a, a series of dates. So four dates last week. Isn't that fucked? With different people. I was supposed to see one of them twice. Ended up canceling on the Sunday because I actually wasn't into him really. Like oh, okay. we went out and he was, he was really nice. Actually. I really liked his conversation. And the thing is, is I wouldn't, people do say like, Oh, I like him as friends. And there's, and I would like, I think we'd gotten well as friends, but I also don't like to say that. Cause I just don't think like I will be friends with. Don't, no, no. You know, like it's just all a bit of a faff. Um, I just, I remember somebody like we said, Oh, 
like something about friends. And I was like, I'm not looking for friends. I'm looking to dip it and do it. I don't want fucking friends. No, I, I don't I, either. I don't, I don't see the friends I have enough anyway. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I've made so many friends over the past like 15 years of my life. Like I'd like to, yeah, try and put more time into that than... I have no needs to make new friends. You know, I've got the, I've, I haven't even got that many friends, like the close that I do stuff with on the daily. But I, I was like, I don't want to make new friends. I'm good. I'm okay. Except for our lovely followers on Honest of Hard. Um, yeah. But I'd sort of. Well, they're, then, they're not really friends, though. They're family members. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. They are family. You are family. Well done. A good catch, Ashley. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd organise another like sort of to meet up with someone else on a Sunday immediately after cancelling on the other person there, so that was a bit gross. <laughs> but apart from that, no, it was good. It was good. Well, I started a new book, which I'm loving. What book? It's Amer- American Gods. That's a TV series. Well, it was a book before the TV series, but I've not seen the TV series. But I started reading the book. That's good because I prefer to yeah. read the book so I'm gonna before I watch like something. Have you watched a TV show? No, no. I don't really haven't watched anything on, on Amazon Prime. No, no. Um, Is it good though? The books, uh, the books, really good. I think you'd really like it. Okay, I got some books from work that I needs to read. Like the owner gave me the books saying like read them, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I'm reading those at the moment. But once it's done that, I need to get back into like reading again properly. Well, this is Neil Gaiman, American Gods. It's really, really good. Um, I can't put it down, really. I did it all day yesterday, and I fell asleep. I woke up just before I had to go to the gym. I was late for the gym, and I was really tired. Um, but the other big thing, which I started this week, was Chernobyl. Have you been watching Chernobyl? No. Oh, my days. It's good? Superb. What is it's... it like? And I don't know, what is it? Is it based on true events? Yeah, so you know the Ch- Chernobyl disaster. I don't know it, no. You've never heard of Chernobyl? That, I have heard of Chernobyl. I don't know what happened. So Chernobyl was um, oh, one of the, f- if not the first or maybe the second, big nuclear disaster. So it's like a, a man-made disaster. Okay. Um, and it happened in the 80s, I want to say 80, uh, 86. I think it happened in 85, 86. Um, basically, what I know of it before the TV show, so I won't give away anything from the TV show, was one of the nuclear reactors exploded and it wiped out, um, it basically sent radiation far and wide uh, in a massive radius and they have to evacuate all the nearby cities and stuff um, and, put, and kill dogs and um, turn like turn the soil over so it the radiation would stop leaking out but it was just like, horrific and the series is so good it's it's hbo so they put a lot of money into it um it's just so good it's so detailed and it's so wow like the stuff i didn't even know how many episodes are there and how long is each episode they're an hour each there's only going to be five episodes okay. and there's, there's i think the fourth one came out Last night or tonight. I think I can watch that. It is honestly, you will get hooked. I might say I can watch it with my housemates because 
we tend to watch deeper things when we're together and I do better when I, I I'm not good watching those things by myself because I need help understanding what's happening yeah yeah I mean the thing that threw me and it's obviously it's it's set in um ah oh, where's it set Chernobyl which um I don't know I think it's is it Czech it's not Czech Republic I have Czech Republic in my head because one of my employees from the Czech but um it is Chernobyl is Chernobyl where is Chernobyl Anyway, it's it is Ukraine. It's in the Ukraine. Um, so obviously it's set in the Ukraine. They, it's English. It's quite a good cast actually. English actors, um, and they speak English, but the names are Ukrainian. So I, I find it hard to sometimes follow who's who. Um, <laughs> but also, it is dealing with like sort of physics, and sometimes they're like talking about nuclear this and protons here and i'm like oh man just give me a zombie or something but it is good it is good have you seen um dead to me no that is good it's on netflix and it's it's more my style it's a little more simple a little bit dramatic only half an hour episodes um and there's like 10 episodes and it's a it's really good you should watch it Okay, dead to me. Yeah. Be easy to um, and then one last thing I just want to give a big shout out to is the Union Cup is next weekend. So not this weekend, coming the weekend after. Yeah. The eighth Do you want to give me talk, 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 talk about the Union Cup? The Union Cup is in Dublin um, on the 8th and 9th of June. And it's the European Gay Rugby Tournament. Although this year it seems to have more players than and more teams than any tournament that's happened so far both Union Cup and Bingham, which is the world's gay rugby tournament. Uh, the Emerald Warriors are hosting it. So I was talking to the um, chairman of the club and he was just like, it's so busy at the moment. He's like, oh, I can't wait for it to end, which is... Who's the chairman? Um, oh my God. Damien Kavanagh. Okay. I always, do you know what? I don't know why I say this all the time. I always think his last name is McKenzie. Is someone famous called Damien McKenzie? Um, is, that a, maybe. is that a person? But no, Damon Kavanaugh is his name. And yeah, it's just that I, I can imagine it's tons of work. I mean, there's like, there's, I think there's like 79 teams or 80 odd teams or something stupid, you know, 5,000 gay men in one place. So Damon yeah. McKenzie is a rugby player for the All Blacks. Oh, of course he is. The fullback. Yeah, he's he's amazing. That guy. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that who you're talking to? No, imagine. <laughs> imagine. No, he's quality. He's, he's really good. But anyway, yeah, so we'll be doing that in two weeks' time. We'll be playing rugby and getting drunk and enjoying it. And hopefully, so um mentioned to one of our followers that I'll be in Dublin um, from Thursday to Monday, which would be good. And you might come down, but you haven't decided yet, which is a shame. Um, How far away is Dublin for you? It's not, it's, it's not that far. I would get, I'd get the bus down. Um, it's about three or four hours in the bus. Um, only because the, tra- the trains are just harder to work your way around and it's just one straight road. I would not drive because I don't fancy my chances. And um, it's not it's not that, it's just, it's now I have, I have to sort accommodation and I have to like register and it's not a no, it's it's a maybe yes. Like, Oh, I'm a, not asking you, you to, know, you don't need to explain your stories to me, I don't care. Oh, no, you don't like <laughs> it, you, you know you care. Uh, I know. Um, but but I, I'd be—I am excited because I think it's like 
we've got friends flying over from the States who are going to be there. We've got people who have lived in the States and moved back who I really want to see. Um, yeah. It, like, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. Uh, if we, I am there, we can even record a quick clip face-to-face. I think so, yeah. I do think so. And I should have some time. When when do you come back again? Thursday, midday. And then what time do I leave on, on the Monday? Oh, do you leave Monday, yeah? What, what time? Early, oh, it's is quite it? late, but I'll be drunk during the Monday. But it's like... Um, is Monday Kangaroo Court and all? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, so I'll have to travel drunk. up Tuesday then. I'll be drunk on Tuesday. Well, yeah, I don't have to fly. I have to get a four-hour bus back up, don't I? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I decided to go in the evening and not use an extra day's leave, so. Anyway. Yeah, so that's going to be, it should be good fun. It's going to be, the tournament's always really enjoyable. They're some of the highlights of my year, to be honest. I always plan on going. So, yeah, it'd be lovely. And if you're going to be in Dublin, then you can come and watch and be a supporter and, and watch the games and, mm. you know. I, I think we've got- yeah, I was asked to play, but I couldn't really bother to play. If I... No one asked you. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I was asked to play, thank you. Why don't we get into some topics? Shall I go first? Yep, because I'm saying nothing. Okay, cool. So I wanted to see if you had heard about the protests in Birmingham um, at Anderson Park Primary School uh, where there's been 78 weeks of peaceful protests. I have peaceful in, I'm doing my little inverted commas with my hands, peaceful protests because the parents, the Muslim parents of the school do not want their children to learn about same-sex relationships. Um, Anderson Park Primary School have started brainwashing the kids to only learn about same-sex relationships. Only learn? No. So basically what's happened is as as kids have books to read and they get told stories in school, they've replaced some of the books with, par- with, 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 with stories that have same-sex parents or, you know, there's a, one about a, a little boy who wants to be a princess and there's these different books. So they're not, they're not only replacing them with, they're just added more into it to make the, the, the library more diverse. Um, but it's caused a bit of a hoo-ha because the, it started, I think, one of the parents had seen that it was the one that where the prince wanted to be a little princess and started wearing dresses. And this caused this mom of a couple of kids to go there to be all, this is not right. And then she told her brother and her brother doesn't have any kids that go to the school in question and he's now lead protester or the one who organizes it all so essentially these protests have been on for seven or eight weeks now um last week they closed the school because the, there was a larger protest organized but it's just well what do you what do you think of it so far what do you think of what i've said so far have you did you hear about this before I did. I didn't hear about it before, and then you mentioned it, and then um, I understood that this was going on. Well, obviously, I think that it is narrow-minded a little bit because I think that they're saying they shouldn't under- be able to understand these complex situations. But I don't think I don't believe that the re- how I don't understand how it's more complex than a book saying that a man and a woman must you know the happily married ever after, but it can't be the same if you just change um, one of their genders. Like it's. I think a lot of people worry about the fact that we're talking, we're sexualizing, but it's not, it's not about sex. 
it's not about sex at all. It's about no love and relationships and yeah. I think it's I, I think it's definitely very narrow minded. Yeah, I think there's a misconception that they're teaching kids about sex when they're not teaching kids about sex. They're literally saying it's okay if parents have or kids have two dads or two moms or and it's done in such a subtle way. Um, it, it's the same old problem where we've come up loads and loads of times before religion versus LGBT. Mm. It's, it's, there's like the thing is, there has to, there has to be a way around. I think equality is for everyone. Um, you can't, you can't just pick and choose what is, what, what, what equality is. And I think that's what, um, I can't remember her name now, but Jess, she's an MP, MP, Jess, somebody, Jess Phillips, maybe her name is. That's what she said. Like she was at the she's from Birmingham. She went to the day and she said that you know, what the guys are doing is a disservice to the community. These Muslim protesters, because you know she's there to help Muslims as well as their MP, and she also wants to help LGBT. But having protests and taking kids out of school is not the way to do it. Not at all. It just it it just seems it seems sad because and what what's interesting is the I think the education system is going to change next year in that these type of same-sex studies and LGBT studies are going to become compulsory for schools. Oh, really? I think I think that's what I read. I didn't read anything about it, so that'd be really interesting. I think, yeah. From next year on, they won't have a choice, and if they start taking their kids out of school, then they could be fined. The thing that stands out to me most is, and the reason I was talking about it with someone on uh, yesterday, and it's just the moment you think or believe, especially myself being in London and being in the situation where I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm relatively comfortable. When you think you've, you're getting somewhere, things like this just really just bring you back to ground and being like, you know, honestly, there's so much work to be done. And this, the progress isn't as, as extreme. And when people say like, and we speak about this about any issue that comes up, when people say like, oh, why is it like thrown in my face and stuff? It's because of things like this. Like it's not, you know, it's it, for us, for us, it's normal that we would talk about same-sex relationships. Now, that's not necessarily the same for others, but being in, you know, mixed-sex relationships, or what would you call it, heterosexual relationships, um, isn't the only way. No. It's clear, like, clearly it's not, like, anymore. It just, it just baffles me. Like you say, it's not the only way anymore. But what's, <clears throat> what I think some, not all, but some straight people get, blindsided by is how if they can imagine that every single ad they seen or every single relationship portrayed on tv was a same-sex relationship then i'd say they have reason for like for protests do you know what i mean like saying that's too much mm. but what they probably don't see is for years and years and years that is what people who were gay had to look at every single day if if they could just imagine for one minute what it'd be like looking like that Every single character in Friends was gay. Bizarre. Everyone in Emmerdale was gay. Yeah. Everyone in Everyone in Chernobyl was gay. It was just like they they like it wouldn't they wouldn't accept it. No, I agree. And I just think that um yeah. I think it's ridiculous that you're taking your children out of school and, you know, punishing or at least stopping their education based on because it'd be different if they said that in a heavily Muslim area that they weren't allowed to read books or study anything to do with their religion. If they suddenly said that actually no more studies about uh, Muslim studies or 
anyone with a headscarf on or anything like that in the books. Yeah. All of the books would just be white people. It'd be, like, it'd be the same thing. It, it totally is. And I don't think it's fair. Do you see... I had two points in my head and they both crashed into each other. I was going to say, first of all, that... Well, I think you made the point anyway, that if it was the other way around, like, in, in order to be equality, I also think kids, kids should be taught about different religions, like not just Christianity, but like Judaism and Islam. Islam. To basically, to me, what, what the purpose of school is, is to prepare kids for adulthood and the society they're going to live in. And today's Britain is all mixes of races and genders and religions. And for one of those minorities to say, well, actually, I'm okay with me being represented, but I don't want other people to be represented. It's, it's the very essence of inequality, really. No, absolutely. Especially when, when you want to be accepted, if, you're, if you are part of an ethnic or marginalized group in some way. Although obviously, like, I mean, I, say, I keep saying, obviously, I hate that word. Um, but you know the area that that school is in is heavily Muslim anyway, so they may not be a minority within that group. So it's easier when you're in within your own environment to be like, actually, I don't want to accept anything else. But it'd be different if you were in in I don't know anywhere that wasn't heavily populated with Muslims, but actually was um, Hindus or any other religion. You know? Yeah. No, it's fucked up. It is a bit fucked up. And yeah. if it's true, which I don't know because I haven't read that it will be compulsory, I think that's amazing. No. I- I don't know to what extent it is compulsory because, for example, I don't think religious studies is compulsory anymore. So, but I don't, I don't know. The thing, the thing to me, which gets me, um, and I, I might get some backlash for saying it, but to me, religion is a choice. Being religious is a choice, and I think what was very, when I was doing some research for this, I, a lot of people, still believe a lot of heavily religious people still believe that being gay is a choice. Apparently we choose this gay lifestyle and it's our choice to do this and we should suffer the consequences for our choice. And that's why I guess they don't want you in school because they feel like somehow a book might romanticize the idea that you can be in a same-sex relationship and so you'll choose it. But I think for those that were already inclined will then see that it's okay. But for those that aren't, will see that it's okay and that actually it opens up your minds to allow others to be who they want to be. I think that's the most important thing. It's like an immersion thing. Like if you don't see anything to do with same sex um, relationships, then it will seem abstract and not normal. And if you see it, you might be afraid of it. Like a lot of people are and then choose to say that it shouldn't exist. Yeah. But obviously they don't want it to exist because it doesn't match what their ideas are of, I don't know, lives and stuff, but it's not, it's not okay, obviously, because, but I do agree. I just, I wish that somehow like, and it's, uh, to me, it's the same as how like gay people um, should, and homosexuals should support trans people, for example, especially because we may not be the same in that respect, that respect, but actually we need to support each other in, in these things. And it's the same for different races, I think. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, then we'll talk about more about trans uh, after. Are you still talking about the same thing that you said you would? Cool. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're, you're totally spot on. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of other points. But yeah, some of the things, like I think one of, some, one of the things they're saying was uh, they consider it brainwashing, that we're brainwashing kids to think that it's normal to be in a same-sex relationship. That's some of the quotes that from interviews I've seen of people at the protesters, which to me is just a shocking, a shocking way to approach something. 
saying that you're brainwashing them. You say that you're brainwashing kids to say that this is normal. And it's like, well, this is normal. This is this is a standard acceptance in Britain. Um, I I also I also 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 do not believe that parents should be given the power to dictate what schools teach their kids. I so some of the mums were like, I know my kid better than anyone else. I know what's right for them. I know what's wrong for them, and this and that. I'm like, I don't doubt that you do, but you have to send your kid to school. It's the law. Unless you're paying for a private school where you can take it up with your teachers because you're paying heavily tuition fees, you're sending them to a public school. Public schools are run by the government and the government will have a curriculum that they have to adhere to for reasons because they want to bring kids up in a society that best represents Britain. I, I think there should be a heavier fine or penalty on these parents or any parents who protest a school. You can't find people for protesting. You can find people for taking kids out of school and you can... That's- yeah. You can find people for intimidating other parents to take their kids out of school. Can you? You should be able to. Oh, I don't agree with that. Why? They are well within their rights. to, And I think the law says that they can choose certain things for their children if they're under a certain age, which is fine. And protest is protest. That's, that's their right within the UK for like, you know, as long as it's peaceful, you're not hurting anyone. I think there um, should be... Well, no, I think that... The, in, the difference here is these people are protesting right outside of school. This is a that's intimidating for people who are not protesting have to go through these people roaring and whatever it is to get into the school. They, they, if they want to protest, there should be a zone that they have to stand behind. Oh, maybe, but that's just protest in general, I guess. Unless there's some law that says you can't protest that way. But- no, and I'm all for a good protest. Don't forget. The first pride parade was a protest. I'm not against people protesting or saying, and it's meant to be disruptive. Well, well, if it's not disruptive, you might not get what you want. And not to say they should get what they want, but that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I want to say about it. I'm hoping, and we'll have a look afterwards, that it does become compulsory because the more people understand about anything, and the more information and knowledge they have, the more power they'll have to make decisions and actually be more tolerant. I think overall, definitely because. If you're saying you're brainwashing people to say, well, I mean, that's the same again for religion. I mean, if you're if you're in a religious household and you go to the church or you go to the mosque um, and you're constantly saying that you need to then go to like your studies. I mean, essentially, that's a form of brainwashing as well. The issue is religion is actually dangerous, actually harmful to others. Yep. Whereas at this point in time, we've not said that same sex relationships have been harmful to anyone. What is harmful is those that want to be in relationships and express themselves and those that fight against it from those religions, for example. I wouldn't say all religion is dangerous. Not all religion. I'm just saying religion itself can be dangerous. Where are wars started? Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, you're talking about the troubles. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there's there's religion out there that isn't dangerous as well. Like people people who follow religion interpret it in their own way. Not everyone who is religious is Oh, I definitely didn't say that. Dangerous. No, no, I just wanted to make sure it was super, super yeah. clear. No, but unless, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm speculating for sure, but there's no like history of like a group of, a gaggle of gays, there starting wars. Oh, but they are sassy. They are. They give We express some... it in ways that, are, yeah, in the ballroom. <laughs> some, oh um, my God, I love that TV show. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? See, that's how it's expressed. And there was no hitting involved. You know, there was a lot of bitchiness and stuff, but there's no hitting um, and no fighting. But they did actually have like hate for each other at certain points, but they expressed it through other way, other means. 
So yeah. unless there's like a, a sudden war between gay men and lesbian women, which can definitely happen, <laughs> I think we're okay. I think we're fine. Um, cool. All right, let's move on. All right. Well, I want to talk about Gillette's new advert. The um, best a man can get. Because previously we'd said in our podcast about an advert that was basically part of the Me Too movement. And it was talking about toxic masculinity and how it needs to be addressed and changed within men. And Gillette and razor blades are such a big thing for men and, and being masculine. You know, shaving and stuff is such an important part of um, adult men's lives so it's you know a rite of passage almost to a certain extent that a lot of men felt the need to there was both positive and negative critique and reviews back then and I'd be interested to see what the results are from this one so there's a new advert um, and it's and it's actually have you, have you watched it? yes I did I thought it was really beautiful actually um, and if I was more emotional at this point in time it definitely would have made me well up but it's got to do with so there's a um, a transgender female to male um Toronto-based artist called Samson. Um, I can't say his last name too much, but say Samson is fine. And it talks about his experience growing up trying to figure out what kind of man he is. And then it has his dad teaching him how to shave. And I guess I never even would have thought about that. I mean, I didn't have a dad show or a man or a male figure show me how to shave because it was just my mum and stuff. But there was always on TV and stuff growing up, isn't it? You know, your dad shows you how to shave and, or, you know, you get a male figure showing you. And it's just, I thought it was such a beautiful advert um, that Gillette had put out there, really. What did you think? I thought it was beautiful as well. I I only watched it today after you told me you wanted to talk about it. I seen it, I seen it in the rounds and I sort of in my head was thinking, uh-oh, what's Gillette done now? Um, but... No, I watched it and I thought it was, I thought it was, again, I, I never, it never struck me as something to even think about. Um, but what the ad does say to me is, yeah, shaving is a rite of passage and there is something about those, they're in films, you know, the, where you, like you said, the, the dad teaches the killer to shave, a shaving film and like a, a razor with no blade in it. I had that, I had that done. Um, you had a razor with no blades on to learn. Yeah, my granddad, my uh, my grand, because my dad wasn't about. My granddad taught me how to shave. Ah, oh. but he yes, we took the he took the blade out of a, an old razor and put shaving foam on my face and let me shave off the thing. That's cute. I, I do think I went to do it again though with his razor and I cut myself quite a lot. <laughs> I think it was either me or my cousin. I can't remember. One of us did. I remember. I just remember, I don't remember actually doing it, but I remember the stories. I can't remember if it was me or my cousin, but basically went in and we grabbed the wrong razor and we cut, hacked her face. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it was a very sweet moment. Um, I think it was, I, like I said, I was so nervous after the last Toxic Masculinity ad because I think, I, I think I understood what Gillette were trying to do, but they feel so badly if that Toxic Masculinity ad. I think it was so, so bad. You think they failed? I thought it was a terrible ad. Did we have this conversation? Yeah, we both agreed it was a terrible ad. We just kind of thought there was no need for them to do it. 
did I come do that? Maybe I need to watch it out again. I think there were some elements that seemed to be a little bit outdated. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. There were some bits. Some um, bits in the ad were were quite cute, but other bits were just like all these headlines about rape and this and it was just it was it was it was a bit extreme. Real. It was yeah, exactly, and it was it was unneeded, in my opinion. I think that was what you said. Well, this advert I find to be a lot softer and very human, yes. and I'd be interested to see what if there if and what kind of negative backlash, and not just from say like I can use a horrible term, but bigoted people, because just to see a transgender person on TV, I think, and then be against it would be an absolute travesty, because that just shows on your ignorance, but. Well, there is some negative backlash. I was watching some. You know, when people watch something and they tell you what they. I don't say as a review because it's not a review, but reaction. I was watching people's reactions mm-hmm. to it. Um, now, they seem to, and I watched too, uh, they seem to come at it and say, you know, they first of all say, well, we're not transphobic. Um, but then they say, we're, we're only looking at this from a marketing point of view, from a, a business saying, you know, Gillette markets razors to men, um, but trans trans people make up not point six percent of the population. So why is Gillette marketing towards such a my, minority group when they should be marketing towards one that makes that will make them the most money? Uh, so that's 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 seems to be the very common stance from people who are, who don't like the ad. But of course, they do clarify that they're not transphobic. <laughs> they just... No, they, you know they're they're concerned about Gillette's revenue. Uh, um, but what also was a very common thing that they said is, and again, it's not because they, again they have said they're not transphobic, but they will they will not buy Gillette um, anymore because they think they've lost the mark with this ad. So. They're, they're no longer getting the money from them. I mean, but they're not they're they're not transphobic. <laughs> After that last advert, and then this, I think they lost a lot of people. A lot of people said they wouldn't because it was an attack on men and masculinity. Um, I think <laughs> it's just crazy. Like this advert is inoffensive. It has to be. It has to be. It's such a beautiful story. Um, yep. One thing that really is important for me as well. It's the fact that the dad helping, well, that their dad is helping first of all, because how understanding an amazing parent must you be to not only support your child, but promote them and be in a video with them, but also that they are, uh, that they're black. I actually found that quite important personally. Because mm-hmm. I think there is a, I don't want to say a stigma because it's true, but within sort of black and African communities and Caribbean and things like that, I feel like it's less likely to be accepted within those communities, although it is not accepted widely anyway. And I thought it was just really lovely that also the dad was, is black. Do you think that's important? Um, to me, it's not important because I'm not black, but when I did watch it, I thought it was nice that it, that they wore black because having you know known you and you know just you, you see it on TV. Uh, people who are black are represented differently than people who are white, mm. um, and it's nice to have the focus 
on a black family of with 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 a with a trans kid and his dad enjoying this really special moment. I thought I thought I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice ad. And I thought it's mentioned that really because I I'm I'm just I'm just shocked that people like, what I know they're not transphobic, but to sit and say because of this ad which featured which featured a, a trans kid um and they're no longer going to buy the product anymore so essentially they they're no longer going to shave because Gillette decided to f- showcase a, a story that wasn't a straight male um despite Gillette's first ad I'm happy that they stuck to their guns maybe the first ad wasn't executed perf- perfectly this ad in my opinion has the right taste, it tells a story, it doubles down on what they'd said previously and shows to me mm-hmm. that they're truly committed despite the criticism from the first time round and show that it's incredibly important. And I think that's what is important for me. So someone like me would be the opposite. I most certainly will use Gillette because um, consumers nowadays, a lot of people want to have a story. Not everyone does. And maybe these people think that it's not important to have a story, but actually just to stick to, you know, what men want or what women want and certain, their ideas of it. But I think a lot of consumers out there want stories. They want to know that the companies that they're purchasing from have integrity in some way. And yep. I think that Gillette, for being such a masculine, and I have no problem with masculinity in general, um, it's important to, I think what's great is actually saying that this, um, transgender person is trying to discover the kind of man they want to be, whether it's masculine or not. Um, they're sticking to their guns and they've executed excellently well a beautiful advert that really stands up to people's perception of transgender people. And it's a nice representation of society today. I wish it was more accurate than that it was because it almost it... seems like an ideal, although this is happening and we need more examples of it. But I just think, yeah, I thought, I thought it was beautiful. What do you mean? Well, I mean, um, I don't, I'm, oh, I don't know many trans people, and I say many, I don't know any. Okay, mm-hmm. but when you think about, like, I don't know, like statistics of suicide and mental health issues within the trans community, especially because I think as a gay man and gay men in particular, say, I like talk about pride and a lot of the rights that we have is actually down to the transgender community and not the gay community completely. I think that there's still a lot of issues within mm-hmm. um, being accepted. So in this instance, we're showing a, a dad um, supporting their son, but. I'd be interested to see how many instances. I don't hear of many instances. You don't hear these stories, do you? Regularly. You hear more about the ones that no. were abandoned by their family or pushed out from their communities. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, the big thing happened this week, which um, the World Health Organization will stop classifying transgender people as having a mental disorder. What? That got announced last week, this week. And that was still around, was it? The World Health Organization. Yeah, the World Health Organization will stop classifying transgender people as having a mental disorder oh 100 yeah that that's just changed though i think i just want to highlight it and we can post like the the ad on i think on our socials and stuff that is a beautiful advert it is a good advert but yeah i think um like you said a lot of the i get really angry sometimes all the time <laughs> I'm, I'm a i'm a really angry person um i get really angry sometimes at people who sit and they sleep comfortably now under the blanket of freedom that camp gay butch lesbians uh trans people and drag queens these are the people that took the abuse and stood strong for years and years and years 
fought harder than some other people who weren't as effeminate or and could just you know play it straight so to speak trans people who you know out there rioting back in the stonewall riots and and we have all this security and all this like like i said a blanket that keeps us warm at night of safety not not like this blanket still got holes in it because there's still some way to go but they just they, they seem to just totally disregard that from a from an lgbt community point of view it's it is sad and i think it's nice that this story has has taken front and center um again like we talk we talk often before about um, race issues in the LGBT issue, LGBT community, and I think that's what that's that's what was so nice about Pose. It was majority black. It was drag queens. It was no, there was no drag queens, was there? It was um, it was all trans. Mm. And the Billy Porter was amazing. Oh God, yes, he's unbelievable. Pose season two starts in June. He's got such a good voice as well. Yeah, he was in the he was the first one in Kinky Boots. He was when it was released. He was the first one in Kinky Boots in the states. God, he would have been incredible. Yeah. I love Kinky Boots. I've never seen it on stage. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. And a friend of mine is in the tour now. A friend of mine from school called Yokai um, is in the UK tour. See the same guy that was in The Book of Mormon when we went to see it? Yes. Oh, he was so nice. He got us some really good seats. Yeah. Well, he didn't get us the seats, but yeah. Well, he sort of got us the seats. Kind of. But he's, yeah, he's starring as Lola as well. Like, he's really doing well. He's beautiful. Oh, that's amazing. And he's heterosexual. Amazing. So he's, he, he stars as a drag queen in a musical. And yeah, so I think that's amazing. That is really Shout cool. That's out to your guy. Yeah. That's it from me. That's it from me. Okay, bye. <laughs> is there any uh, closing thoughts or <laughs> what, is, what did Jerry Springer just do? Final, final thoughts? God, Jerry Springer is so bad. I used to love it. it. I loved it. Some of it just got me really bad. Like some of it was just, just a bit much. Like this woman was trying to break the record for um, most number of guys she's had like almost had sex with in like a, a period of time, and it was hundreds. She would just lie there while these hundreds of guys just lined up with masks on to fuck her. Don't slut shame her. It's not slut shaming. It was the thought of it. Like it was just. <laughs> um, I used to. It was love the men it. that got me. It was the men that were lining up. <laughs> They were lining up just there naked. Imagine like lining up oh, just there. It was like hundreds of people over like a 24 hour span. We had the Jerry Springer Too Hot for TV videotapes. They were wicked. Yeah, no. Um, but no, no closing thoughts. Just um, I hope that you have a lovely week, Ashley. And I hope that our followers here in Dublin come and see how we're going and playing and all that jazz. Although yeah, definitely. We sh- we've got another episode before that. We do, yeah. But if they want to come, now's the time to make plans for it. Absolutely. Um, and did you see the very famously Guinness painted their black gate today? Or it wasn't the pictures weren't released today. I put it on my Facebook. Yes. The rainbow rainbow flag. Did you see it? I did. It's lovely. Yeah, it was really cool. The Emerald War they, on it. Yep, they've never never done that in seventy five odd years. Oh, really? So it's a big, big. Yeah, it's a big thing. Big, big thing. A big really international brand like that. Amazing. Yeah. But then Guinness also supported the um, Garth Thomas. They they did a whole ad around his story. I love Guinness. I want a Guinness right now. Uh-huh. You've been drinking a lot. You need to calm down. I was so drunk on Saturday night. God. 
You drink so, so much these days. I, I know. And like uh, people have said, oh, we should go out for drinks. I'm like, I'm trying not to drink. And then I get plastered and put it on social. And they're like, I thought you weren't drinking. I'm like, it wasn't planned. Like I didn't purposely say, I'm not going to drink and then go out and get drunk. We basically did this epic, epic cycle and run. And then a few of us were like, let's go for a couple of drinks. You know, we've earned it. A couple turned into like shitloads. I, I watched football. I watched the Celtic game, Celtic Hearts game. Such a lad. A lad. And then um, we just stayed in and just drank and then drank. And I was drinking tea at the start. And then they're like, oh, stop. Stop being a fanny. And I'm like, tea. Oh, I, I was having tea and... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I didn't want I was I, I was driving so I didn't want to like you know drink and then I was like right okay I'll just park the car up and then started um oh got on it so heavily and you it was sort of thing it was so unplanned we just talked shit uh it was funny the giggles were hilarious like we were playing back-to-back Beyonce songs because um one of the guys there is obsessed with Beyonce not me Straight guy obsessed with Beyonce um, because she's beautiful, and we were trying Amazing. to we we're trying to figure out what was the best song. Um, Mine's is "Love on Top." Out of all of her songs, I think that's my favorite. That's a good song. I don't know about all of them. It's hard to pick a favorite. I mean, I'm a big fan of "Crazy in Love" in general, but I think that's like reminiscent as well, not just yeah. That you know, brings up memories as well. Or "Halo" is another one that's just phenomenal. Ugh, so many. I'm not even going to start. There's too many good songs. Too many. Anyway, that was it. Hungover. Uh, but yeah, um, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you check us out on social, where we are honest upon Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. Or you can follow me on social, which is ASHMCA. Or Matt is. All teeth and oh. chips underscore between each word. All teeth and chips. So make sure you check him out too. Or you're just all teeth, is it on Twitter? I am. I am. Um, and yeah, just make sure you. Subscribe, click the clack that subscribe button, guys, and make sure you leave us little reviews because they're always helpful. Please do. All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Have a lovely week, Ashley. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.